thank you um, that we are welcome in your house, no matter how misfit we might feel. Thank you that you came not only for us, but for the entire world in each and every one that dwells or has or will dwell in it. Father, help us to look at the world uh, the way you would have us to look at it, and ourselves the way that we should. Thank you for your love, for sending Jesus for us. In his name we pray. Amen. I don't know if I've ever had as much reaction to a bulletin cover as I've had today. Several people have said, what is my picture doing on the bulletin? Because you related to uh, the title of a misfit. We're going to go in a direction that might not be the one that you anticipated today. You know, when we come to Christ, we probably feel that way. We, we feel maybe like we don't belong. But something happens to us over time. And that's where we're going today. Just to refresh you uh, from Rudolph there, the Island of Misfit Toys uh, it was where you would go if you didn't quite fit in. Uh, Rudolph with the red nose had to, you know, they couldn't play any games and he had to go away there. Hermie, the elf buddy, wanted to be a dentist. Not that there's anything wrong with dentists, but he should have been an elf. King Moonracer, if you remember, I think he's on the bulletin with a lion that had wings, and lions shouldn't have wings. Charlie was in the box, not Jack, but Charlie, and he was misnamed, so he ended up on the island. There was a spotted elephant and a birdfish thing, a cowboy who rode an ostrich, a train with square caboose wheels. The older I become, the more I feel like a misfit. I should probably explain that, shouldn't I? 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12 says it best. Dear friends, I warn you, as temporary residents and foreigners, to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors, that even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they'll see your honorable behavior and they'll give honor to God when he judges the world. In this world, as Christians, we don't quite fit in, and we should not. The language in verse 11 is interesting to me. We're called temporary residents and foreigners, and we are. And the older we get, and the more mature we become in Christ, the more I believe we feel that we just don't fit in. Philippians 3.20 calls us citizens of heaven. We're just visitors here. This is not our home. I found this story this week and I wondered how I would have responded. Bob Zajac lives in Laconia, Minnesota. For the past decade or so, he has celebrated Christmas with a fantastic display of lights on his house. And in recent years, because of computers, they've become synchronized to music. Bob has hundreds of thousands of lights on his two-story home and in his yard. People would come from far and wide to see the display. They would park and watch. This year, the house is dark. He will not turn the lights on. Why? A neighbor complained. Most neighbors love the display. 
But this one neighbor didn't appreciate the traffic, the noise, and the littering, and well, they had words. Let me read you a quote from Bob Zajac, the man with the lights. Bob said, faith, hope, and love. That's what Christmas is all about. And I think that fighting for our display violated what I was brought up to believe. Bob Zajac is a mystic. He does not fit in. And it's a compliment that I give to Bob. He does not belong to this world. He's a citizen of heaven. You know, there's an earthly part of me and there's an earthly part of you that wants to have a different reaction to the neighbor, isn't there? Anybody else besides me want to get more lights? Anybody else besides me want to buy the house that's next to the neighbor and put lights in that one and put lights in that one and put them across the street and ain't search lights as his bedroom went? I'm just flawed, I'm telling you. There's a part of me that would want to do that. But Bob thought differently. And when we become misfit to this world, we think differently. Jesus came to show us that there's another world. There is more than this. There is another kingdom. The first two chapters, and you'll probably read that during the Christmas season, the first two chapters of Matthew talk about the Christmas story, the birth of Christ. In chapter 3, we find that 30 years have passed and Jesus is beginning his public ministry. In Matthew 3, Jesus comes to his cousin, John the Baptist, to be baptized. And that happens in chapter 3. In chapter 4, he goes to be tempted in the wilderness. You know that, 40 days, 40 nights. You know the story. And after that, we get to verse 17 of Matthew 4. And look what we are told. As he begins his ministry, after his baptism, it says, From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is teaching, there is another kingdom. Say that with me, there is another kingdom. We need to remind ourselves of that so often. Jesus lived and preached that message for the next three years. When he was handed over to be tried by Pilate, Jesus said this. He began his ministry talking about this. And at the end, look at John 18, 36 and 37. When he was being questioned by Pilate, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king, for this is... I was, for this I was born. For this I came to the world to testify to the truth. And every belonging who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The truth is, there is not a kingdom. The truth is, this world is not our home. This truth is, if you're a Christian, in this world, you will be a misfit. Hebrews 13, 14 puts it this way. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. I'm doing a funeral later on today. 
the lady had about a, she went from great health to poor health quickly. And she had about a week to say goodbye because they knew that it was over and hospice was involved. And as a misfit, Dell said to the family that asked, are you scared? She said, absolutely, absolutely not. I'm so looking forward to where I am going. Because she knew the truth of Hebrews 13, 14. This world was not her permanent home. She was looking forward to a place that came for her. So let me tell you about some misfits that I have known along the way. My father was a misfit. Let me tell you a story you probably don't know. I found out about it not too long ago. Years ago, my father was left a large estate. Millions of dollars were involved in land, I believe. The most current will was very clear. Dad got everything, every penny. Family members of the deceased who left the fortune produced an old will that included our only them. And my father backed away. He would not fight it. A judge called my brother Don. Donnie had begun practicing law about that time. And the judge told Donnie, Donnie, it's kind of a done deal. It's open and shut. All your dad has to do is fight. And dad said no. He didn't want to be in a fight. He didn't want to damage his reputation. He didn't want to cause a problem. And he walked away. Why? Because there is another kingdom. And my father was a misfit. And I'm very proud that he was. My friend Kathy will be celebrating Christmas this year on the uh, Amazon River in Brazil. She's been there for well over 30 years, Jeannie. Usually at Christmas she is there. On occasion, every four years or so, she's home on furlough in Henryville, Indiana. But mostly she's there. She told us about one Christmas wanting, or Thanksgiving wanting to have turkey, and it was a little hard to find turkey in the remote parts of the Amazon that she calls home between Brazil and Colombia. And she was thrilled to find a turkey neck in a store. And she had turkey neck for Thanksgiving. She's given up a lot to gain a lot. As a career missionary, she gave up the chance to marry. There were no time for a relationship. And giving up the chance to marry, she gave up the chance for children. Well, she should be a grandma by now and gave that up as well. She came from a very well-to-do family. and She gave up a very comfortable life, and she's a hero of mine. Skinny is a rail because she doesn't take care of herself. I'm not sure about how much food is available to her. Why'd she do that? Well, Kathy's a misfit. She doesn't fit in. There is another kingdom. My friend Moses, you know him too, was a misfit. Look what it says about him in Hebrews 11, 24 through 26. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, 
refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now think about that for a minute. Pharaoh was the most powerful man, the richest man in the world at the time, and Moses would be in the family and taken care of. But it was by faith, we're told, that when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Instead, verse 25, he chose to share the oppression of God's people and instead of enjoying, enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt. Why? For he was looking forward, ahead, to his great reward. Moses knew there is another kingdom. On March the 2nd, 2012, tornado hit the little town we lived in in Indiana. Our church was about three miles from Holton, and Holton was hit hard. And our church was involved greatly in the rebuilding of the community. I could tell you a lot of names of people, but I thought about Bruce and Cameron. They were from somewhere in New England. I don't recall exactly where, but they were missionaries for the Church of the Brethren. And the Church of the Brethren is a small denomination that hasn't really been growing. It's been dwindling over the years. But they represented their denomination and their Savior so very well. Bruce and Kathy moved into our church, into a Sunday school room, and slept on sleeping bags on the floor for two months. We had a makeshift shower for them to use. People offered them their homes, but they stayed at the church. And while they were there for over two months, they had volunteers coming from all across America, from the Church of the Brethren, to help rebuild a town that they'd never been to, to help people they never knew. They paid their own way. They coordinated volunteers from all over, and they were so giving, and they were misfits. Why'd they do it? Because there's another kingdom. Last week I told you the story about Bob and Betty Faith Boatwright moving in 1958 from here to post-war Japan with three children, five years old, three years old, and six weeks old. Before I tell you that Bob and Betty Faith are misfits, they fit in just fine where they are now because they're in heaven. And that's where they belong. And that's where I belong. And if you're in Christ, that's where you belong. I've told you this before, and it is true, and it took me a while to figure this out. I've lived in pastor churches in three states, Georgia, Mississippi, and in Indiana. And it's funny, when I'm in Georgia, I really miss Mississippi, and I really miss Indiana. And when I'm in Indiana, I really miss Georgia, and I really miss Mississippi, and when I'm in Mississippi, you see how confusing, when I'm in Mississippi, I miss the other two states. And it finally dawned on me the problem. I'm not home. This is not my home. I missed it. I belong somewhere else. And thank God, the older we become, 
the more we can see that. And when it comes time to say goodbye, it's no big deal. Because we're finally going where we belong. Today we're going to sing one more hymn, not really a hymn of invitation, a hymn of commitment, but a hymn that ties all this together. Away in a manger. When we get to verse 3, and I love verse 3, it's my favorite verse of any Christmas song that I know of. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to stay. Close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care. And remember the last line? And fit us for heaven to live with thee there. That's what's happening if you're a Christian. He is fitting you for something else. It is good for you. We are blessed here. But he has something so much better. And he's fitting all of us for us. Aren't you comfortable? So we're going to sing the hymn through. You sit while you sing today. We're going to sing it through. And then we're going to sing the last verse, a cappella, as our closing. 